Welcome back, listeners. This is Garcia right here. And Pashoda. So this week, we're going to be having an off-the-cuff discussion on recreation therapy. Hopefully, you're able to take some lessons from our wonderful experiences. So without further ado, we're going to have Pashoda start us off. Hey, everyone. So we just kind of, we've had really structured podcasts since day one, and we just wanted to be a little more loose so you guys could kind of get to know us a little bit better and how we how we are. Um, you know what I think it is? What? It's the weather. It's the weather. <laughs> We're out here in California. The weather's been very gloomy, very rainy. If you haven't been <laughs> watching the news, there was some flooding going on. Not too bad where we were at, it's, but yeah. it was gloomy. Now, today, it's about 75 degrees. Little breeze. Get to wear some shorts. It's beautiful outside. I, we actually did some, did some time at the park today and major swinging and going down the slides and playing and just seeing people out and like getting active. It was really awesome to see today. So I think we're feeling good. Speaking about the weather, so one of the things that I had going on at uh, at work, well, mm-hmm. we have to be planning out groups, of course. Yes. So I had a session, and I really based it on the weather because we have a space to be uh, putting chalk murals up there, which I hadn't done before. Mm-hmm. And I had to prepare for this, but at the same time, I wasn't doing it before. We had all that gloomy weather, the rainy weather. It would have, it was too humid out for that, so. I came across one of my coworkers who gave me the, the brilliant idea that now would be the good time. And I looked at the weather. It looked like we were going to have only a few days, but it turns out that we're going to have about a week of good weather. So they're going to get to have that mural out there for a bit. Uh, anyways, I, I had never done murals before. This is my first opportunity with those. I was trying to figure out what would be good, productive, and also motivational. So one of the things that I was uh, told that would could work is that if uh, we did mandalas, which we historically have used mandalas at work as a way to meditate, and we also selected motivational quotes that we were able to put mm-hmm. up on the wall. So I had a, um, a group of four. So we had two mandalas put up. We had four quotes selected by them. One quote I selected as well. And we made sure they were nice and big so that people were able to walk by and watch it and look at them and be able to read them of course Mm -hmm. and so they could get motivated to like i've said before become better versions of themselves so i didn't know how this was going to work out so i went out there and we started putting it together and i still didn't know how it was going to work out (laughs) but and even one of the guys he said his his joke was uh, so you're just using us for labor (laughs) (laughs) for decorating i didn't know how to respond to him but Definitely that wasn't the purpose, but we put it up there, we finished up, and I had everybody take a step back. It's one of those things that I've learned in the little art that I've done, that when you step back, you look at the bigger overall picture, you see something different than when you're up close. When you're up close, you get to see all the small details, you get to see all the imperfections. When you step back, you really get a better look of things. So when everyone stepped back, they looked at it. They looked at it, and one of them even took a real nice deep breath, almost like a feeling of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And they looked at it and they said, "Wow, it's not what I thought it was gonna be, but it definitely <laughs> turned out better." 
And they were able to also say a little bit about why they selected the quotes. And I can't remember off the top of my head what the quotes were. But if I could remember, uh, and I'll, I'll put them down below so that you're able to read what the quotes that we selected were. And so they looked at it and they, they really felt accomplished and felt like it was something that they were really proud of and that other people are going to be able to watch. And at the time, they thought the rain was going to wash it on a few days, mm -hmm. but now it's still up there. <laughs> Have you, I think they told me that you've done something like that before. Yeah, I did um, the Chuck Mural Mandala project. And I think that day... I had I was supposed to have like a group of five or six and only two guys showed up. Mm -hmm. So um, they really got to do what they wanted to do, which was really awesome. For me, I got the idea from a coworker and she it's had probably made, the same one. <laughs> yeah, I think so. She had made these elaborate uh, cardboard circles that were like huge and so she could make a perfect circle, right? And I'm like, uh there's no way I'm bringing all the, all this stuff out to the little tiny yard we had. So I... They, 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 uh, they told me actually how you made a perfect circle. Okay, so I want to hear how you did it, but I'm going to say what I did first. Did you do the same thing? They told me, they said, Pashoda, when she did this, <laughs> she grabbed some string. A huge piece of yarn. Yeah, so she grabbed some string and then she held it down the center, had them... Just go around like a uh, like a compass. Yes. So I at first I didn't know what to do, how to do it. So I was at consulting with them, and lo and behold, Peshoda had already <laughs> <laughs> done the trial and error part. The compass was pretty cool. Uh, I think I had the patients do it. So one guy held it in the center while the other one went around, and it just got a little bit dicey when it came to the very top of the circle and the bottom because. The, the guy holding the center had to jump over the guy that was holding the chalk. And, you know, I was just like, let's be careful, guys. No report. I don't want to, I don't want an injury. <laughs> but it worked out pretty good and minimal bulky supplies, which is what I'm always looking forward to. So how did you do your circle? Same way? Yeah, use the compass. Right? I said, I think I helped out with one of them. And I, <laughs> anytime we had to switch spaces... I would tell him, put your finger here, hold it, okay. Other side, then I would put my finger back in the center, and then he would do it. Okay. However, I think uh, height became an issue at one yes. point because the string was a little bit longer than I thought. Mm -hmm. So they're reaching tippy toes, trying mm -hmm. to get all the way across. So the circle came out pretty good, yeah. I think. Yeah. I just remember the look on my coworker's face after she spent hours making these giant cardboard circles and I'm like well I'm just gonna do this and it worked really good she was just like oh man was it, <laughs> was it my notes yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's the one that told me about the string idea yeah yeah, uh, yeah she told me that her first experience with uh, mandalas on a chalk mural was uh, not the greatest yeah no. she said uh, she had them one time do like a freehand circle mm -hmm. she said they came out like awesome. oblongs yeah. or like like a flubber shape, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know, but that's what you gave me your idea, so I'd like to thank you two for trial yeah. and error, yeah. so a little bit, what could you take out of this, listeners, is uh, get some chalk, go out to the park, put some artwork out there, get some inspirational quotes, make yeah. it beautiful out there. 
And one of the one of the le- like lesson part of the group that I like to teach the patients is, you know, oh, you know, you're taking that step back and you're looking at your artwork and it's so cool and they can't believe that they've done something like this before. And then I say, hey guys, guess what? And they're like, what? I'm like, it's gonna rain later. And like the look on their face, they're like, what? After all that time? And then, you know, they're like, oh man, you know, like there's nothing we can do because there's no awning, there's no way to cover it. And I just say, you know, this is kind of like life, you know, sometimes we build this big, beautiful, awesome thing. I gave it, it, I gave that a name. What is that? I called it a cleanse. A cleanse. (laughs) The wall is going to be cleansed. But, you know, just kind of taking a step back and saying, you know, nothing is permanent. And then I flip it positive again and say, just think about the next thing we can put on the wall. You know, and they seem to respond really well to that. And it's kind of like a little bit of a little dose of reality, you know, Um, in a positive way. And then they collaborate and they think of different ideas or different things to do differently the next time, like bring taller patients out or (laughs) different chalk, uh, different chalk colors or supplies. So. That's a really cool group. I like that group. Yeah, I think one of the awesome things, too, is that mandalas and quotes don't require great uh, artistic capability, so anybody's really able to do it. Yeah, and it it looks really awesome at the end. Like, you know, you can't really, you can mess it up, but it's pretty hard. Um, So that's one of my favorite groups to do. And that was my experience this week, so I... I won't be at work, so I won't get to see if it stuck around or what happened. <laughs> but I'm I'm banking on it, dude, because there's no rain. Mm-hmm. No rain. It's so beautiful outside. So you talked about some experiences you've had this week, or is that? Yeah. Um, we I ran a meditation group, and on the intermediate unit uh, that I'm on, I have like ten to twelve patients in each group. And the room is like, you know, not that big. It's not small, but not big. Yeah. And there's a lot of noise on the unit, like just keys or people talking or doors slamming or it could be anything. There's just noise. So I've been using a laptop and playing, you know, calming sounds in the background, blah, blah, blah. Well, now the laptop's not available for me. Yeah. So... (laughs) I did, it was called an auditory, um, oh man, what's Disruption? No, and uh, I'll have to look it up, an auditory meditation technique or something where basically I had 12 patients sitting in a room just listening with their eyes closed to everything going on and then we wrote about it after. How'd that work out? Oh, they hated it. <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't my favorite thing to do either, but I had to adapt, you know? So, you know, we heard different noises, door slamming, keys, we heard a sneeze, actually one of the patients sneezed right in the middle. You know what's one of the great things though about not necessarily hate it, but that you went through that is that when they're practicing on their own, mm-hmm. most likely they're not going to be practicing with the music. Meditation most likely will be done in a place where you cannot control the surrounding environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the points that I made to the patients. You know, I only had them do it for five minutes because it. Five I would have, I would have was, had them at 20 minutes. <laughs> it was the longest five minutes of their lives, it seems like. 
And, you know, um, that's just a lot of people in the room. But afterwards, I said, raise your hand if this was the best activity you've ever done or the best meditation you've ever done. Nobody raised their hands. And I'm like, well, what did you get out of this? And they're like, well, I'm more aware of what's around. So the purpose was a grounding technique. Oh, auditory grounding. That's what it was called. So when you're having, you know, anxiety attacks or panic attacks, anything kind of negative going on, racing thoughts, voices that you can't control, just being able to focus on the other things gets you grounded. And I asked them again, I said, okay, so this wasn't your favorite activity, but is this something you can use in times of crisis? And they all said, yes. So job done, job well done. Um, That was the point. You know, and afterwards they were like, ah, all right, Miss P. You know, like, all right. So you win this time. I know. They're always trying to uh, get out of doing the activity part. They just, or like the the learning part or like the actual trial. They just kind of want to skip to the quote unquote fun part. They want to get know. to the end result. Yeah, they want to get to the end without doing the process. So, yeah, not in my group. <laughs> But, you know, I'm interested to hear some feedback over the weekend to see if anybody was able to use it. Um, But, I mean, we heard a lot of stuff. And I I let staff know, like, ahead of time that we're on the floor. Like, hey, we're going to be listening, so (laughs) don't say anything you don't want heard. Um, And they were very respectful. But even, like, the printer, you know, the air conditioning, all of these noises went off. And... um, the patients were able to identify it. So that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I think meditation groups are, it's something that most people, maybe they don't fully appreciate it mm-mm. at first. Mm-hmm. Because when in the motions, when you're trying to learn how mm-hmm. to meditate, and I'm not going to say that I am really good at meditating. But I do want to say that I definitely do believe the, that practicing meditation is something that will benefit. But when mm-hmm. people are learning how to meditate, many times it's it's a common report that I've received that initially they didn't get very much out of it. But mm-hmm. as they practiced, as they got better at it, they were able to definitely get much more out of it. and They were more calm. They were able to focus more, and they overall had a better outlook. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a practice. It's definitely a practice, and some people are willing to put forth the effort, and others aren't, and we'll just keep going back to the drawing board for those that it doesn't work for. Um, I think another thing kind of coming up for me is we do group cycles, so it's 12 weeks with one specific or well with several specific group themes like our group cycles are 12 weeks long and like one of the groups that I'm running is coping skills through guided imagery or appropriate leisure competition um you know there's a bunch of different titles we get to choose from so I have to pick the next 12 weeks worth of group titles and whatever activity or I have to pick the next 12 weeks worth of groups um, coming up. And some of the feedback that I've received from the patients is that they want to learn yoga. 
So, <laughs> so I've started teaching them uh, this past couple weeks in the exercise group that I already run. And I feel like I really outsmarted myself because I'm not teaching the yoga. What I did was provide instructions and materials to like a couple of the patients, like the really highly motivated and appropriate patients, and I am having them learn them, and then they're going to teach the class. As so. a good resource, too, uh, the We Fit also provides you, I believe, with some moves. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. We've been loaning our Nintendo to a different unit on the rig, so... <laughs> um, but I'll have to check that out. So, in the meantime, I've been having the patients teach the other patients, which I have found highly motivating um, for both the teacher and the recipient patient because I'm not like preaching to, to them and the patient that is teaching it feels empowered. So, you know, that was a win for me um, because, you know, a lot of yoga, a lot of yoga videos available, you know, are females and, you know, yoga pants. And that's just something that we don't want to bring into our group um, where we work. So, I feel like, you know, I, I really, I, to the teacher patients, and then I provided the same um, worksheet to the patients that are just going to be in the, in the group. Um, so everybody has the same materials, and it's not like a lady up there, you know. Um, I feel like I won this round. <laughs> so Until next round. Until next round, which starts in a couple weeks. But, um... I'm pretty excited about the yoga group. I, I kind of follow this group on Facebook called the Prison Yoga Project. And they teach teachers um, how to provide yoga within prison systems. So I want to learn more about that. That's on my bucket list. And see if we can get some sort of training. Yeah, so I started following the Prison Yoga Project and on Facebook and just kind of reading the testimonial part. It's it's pretty awesome. So hopefully um, our organization can get some training. If not, I'm going to look out for the next training in, in our area because um, I definitely think that it's a lot of patients want to learn it. And it's something that once they learn, you know, nobody can take it from them and they're in control. It's, it's something that they can control. So yeah, that's, that's my week this week. Taking a whole different path actually on, on my end. So I had one experience with a, a buddy of mine. So generally, what would you say are some of the things that we would preach for people to do within themselves? Like, exercise mm -hmm. or find a positive coping skill mm -hmm. or a good leisure activity they'll commit to mm -hmm. am i missing one <laughs> okay we'll, we'll go we'll start off with that so Peshota said a few things so this buddy that i had he uh he was telling me that he met with somebody that told him that he should start doing meditation Doing something good for another person, doing a random act of kindness, mm. and also journaling. Ooh. So he told him those things, and before he even moved forward, I was already thinking in my head, this sounds like something that you would tell somebody that's looking for happiness. Mm -hmm. And as we kept talking through, he told me the purpose behind 
these things that he's he actually started he said he started I don't know how far he's gotten with it but he said the purpose behind all that was to improve your overall happiness mm-hmm. oh and in there as well was do a little bit of exercise I think it said about 10 minutes of exercise at mm-hmm. least so he said to start improving that and I didn't really preach anything to him but in my mind I was thinking this is what we do these are the things that we're able to help people realize that those are the the, the little things when you start doing a random act of kindness when you start doing meditation exercises Mm -hmm. uh, as some of you listeners may have heard uh, during the during the metahab interview it was getting everything down to the essence to the pure basics Doing a random act of kindness, I think, is a basic essence. Mm-hmm. Doing exercise, doing something good for yourself, journaling, getting your thoughts down, pure basic essence. So as he's telling me all these things, I was already thinking, wow, he, I, 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 I've been friends with him for a while. I never really talked anything about rec therapy with him, but at the same time, he's able to practice it without me having to preach any of that to mm-hmm. him. And I found that to be very interesting. Like people are kind of they're already recreation therapying themselves. Yeah, and they're bit. already doing it. And, <laughs> um, and this is when I, I came to realize that a lot of people do need it and a lot of people aren't getting it. Mm-hmm. Because he's somebody that I think he would have probably needed it a long time ago, but mm-hmm. he just didn't. And, and now he's practicing these things. And I think that's great. Better late than never. Definitely. <laughs> Anything else going on with you? Um, not that I can think of. I'm really interested in the grad class that Dr. Joyce Flynn um, talked about on the interview we had with her. So that's been on my mind and just kind of continuing my education and figuring out what's next or how I can add to my recreation therapy practice. Um, I'm interested in doing some consulting, so just to kind of change up the populations I work with. Um, so more to come on that, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm ready to enjoy this nice spring weather. It's about time. <laughs> how about you? The weather's great. I, uh, you remember how I was living in Europe for mm-hmm. one year, right? So I, I looked today, I look at the weather, what they have over there, and they're, I think they're at about 40 degrees mm-hmm. Fahrenheit over there. So Ugh. I was thinking if I was still living there, how bad the weather would be. Oh, so cold. Yeah, I think they would have had, they had snow today. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, no, like no. So yeah, I definitely I want to enjoy the weather as well. It's going to be a good week as far as weather. And definitely, listeners, if you have any topics that you want us to bring forward, yes, we definitely want to hear from you. Yeah. What are you guys doing? What did you do this week for your practice? And what worked, what didn't? Maybe we can collaborate and figure out, troubleshoot and figure out different ways to provide recreation therapy. So... Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for tuning in again. Um, you know, we're your hosts, Pashoda and Garcia. <laughs> Woo-hoo. All right.
Rec, play, live, out. Mic drop.